What's up? What's up? What is up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to Critically Aroused, the podcast where we ask, do we even need film critics? And then we review a movie. We're back here with you, ladies and gentlemen, and aliens and Sasquatches, and anyone else that might be listening at this point. And I'm actually joined by none other than Sydney Andrews once again. Hi. And, believe it or not, I've got him back. We got complete and total approval. Chris Kaus is here as well. Hello. Guess who's back? Yeah. Back, back again. again. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> mm. It was perfect. Perfect harmony. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because we read an article and they said you're allowed to pick 10 people to be around during your quarantine as long as it's the same 10 people. And Chris is one of those 10 people. So yeah. It's like a- the old MySpace top eight yeah. friends. Yeah. Exactly. You made our top 10. You Thanks. made our top 10. Of course. Yeah. Unless you're not anymore. And then we'll tell you. And- we'll kick you off the island. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll accept the rose. Wait, does the rose mean you stay or go? Mm, I've um, never watched it. It means you stay. You stay. Yeah, yeah. give me that rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it. But anyway, so this week we're going to be talking about the lighthouse, the film by Robert Edgers and written by Robert Eggers or Edgers. Anybody know? <laughs> He's Edgen and, and and Max Edgers Eggers. <laughs> Both of those guys with yeah. the same last name. They're brothers. Yeah, the butters. Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, if you're not familiar with the film, and you will find out more as we go. But without a further ado, I just want to get rolling on into it. There's not been a lot of news, and I do not really have anything that interests me this week. So we're just going to talk about one thing, really, which is the HBO Max launch. Uh, So... Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Yeah, clearly, Will, the look on your face, you have not. HBO so, Max. Yeah. Is this I know. another streaming service? or like? Yeah, H- so we have theater? HBO Go, we yeah. have HBO Now, and now we have HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. Please tell yeah. me why I need this. No, it's HBO Max with oh. like four X's. It's just porn. That's oh. all it is. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. But not like, it's got a, it's like 90s porn. Because of the all the X's that are Is on there it. any other point? <laughs> no, no, there's not. That's the only kind. It's got to be fuzzy. Yeah, exactly. Very and fuzzy. More with, <laughs> yeah. We should In preference this ways. is an R-rated oh, episode. Oh, this is an R-rated That's episode, yes. That's what I was yes. trying to hand signal. Yeah, this oh, is sign that, language that was, I, w- I did not know what that meant. In the I, I don't do sign language. I was wondering what you were signing to me. Yeah, this episode's R. We base our episodes off of whatever movie we're rating or reviewing. So we're doing Lighthouse, which is rated R. So this episode's rated R as well. But yeah, so um, the HBO Max is actually hbo's new streaming service that's not hbo go or hbo now i think both of those are going to go the way of the dodo i think they're gone um after this so they announced the date it's may 27th and basically if you already pay for hbo or hbo or like go or now you actually get hbo max so they'll just transition your stuff over to that and basically they're kind of trying to transition into more of like a netflix hulu those sorts of deals so and the price is staying the exact same it's still $15 a month just like HBO now or go and so like I said it's going to be May 27th that's the big thing so it's next month I still don't understand what is different (laughs) so what it is rebranding yeah they're they're basically (laughs) rebranding essentially but like this is like their streaming service like their official streaming service and they are creating movies and shows and whatever just for this and oh like, but they already do that for HBO. They, they do. I think this is disconnected. I think what's going on here is they're disconnecting themselves from the cable networks and their HBO on the cable TV because those people get HBO now with their subscription. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that those people will get this. 
I think it might just be the people that pay for like the one that doesn't come through cable. I think. I don't know. That's the only reason it would make sense to me. But basically, this is their push into like Netflix. And- this is like every other news article that you read right now, which is like, I'm reading something and I know it's trying to say something to me, but it's contradictory of every other thing I've ever heard in my life. And, yeah. I, and I'm more confused than ever. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, it's just basically them doing like more original products than they were before, more new shows, more new films. It's just them doing more of what they do at a higher budget on their own little thing. I don't know. Consolidating? I guess, yeah. Um, So, like, there's going to be a lot of new shows on this, like I said. Um, Actually, so there is some cool things about it. One big thing that people are hyped about is it's going to have all of Friends on it. So, Netflix is losing Friends and it's getting Friends. I don't really care about Friends, so whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also getting, like, all the Big Bang Theory, all of Doctor Who, and all of Rick and Morty, which is awesome. So, Mm -hmm. all of Rick and Morty will now be Mm -hmm. on HBO. Um, but it's also getting a lot of the shows that were on the like DC app that we watch, like the Harley Quinn show and Doom really? Patrol and stuff. Those shows are going to be on this as well. What? My guess is they're probably going to get rid of the DC app and just roll it into like a DC section. Are they owned yes. by the same people? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, no, they are. Sense. They're under the same umbrella. So, and they're actually Hello. getting Hello. like I think they're getting like some of the <laughs> the the like CW shows, which is the same company and. Some of those. So, like, it's, I think that they're basically just consolidating. They're finding a way to pull in. Since they own a lot of other outlets, they're just basically pulling in everything into one place. Okay. Versus it being the HBO umbrella. Okay. So, it's not that far away. Oh, and also, it sounds like it's getting, like, uh, all the um, DC movies as well, like Joker and Suicide Squad. And, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Suicide Sign me Squad. right up for I know, that. right? <laughs> all those great DC movies. Yeah. So... Oh, and they're also getting a lot of... I'm looking at the article here. If you've ever heard of Studio Ghibli. Yeah. yeah they're getting all the Studio Ghibli movies, which no one has ever had. So it, those are like very like... They're Japanese animation, but they're very like award-winning, high-budget animated movies that people really love. Like Spirited Away was a big one. and um, I'm yeah. guessing this is would be a Matt thing. Is oh, Matt would... Is this a Matt-ass thing? Yeah, it's, it's a Matt-ass okay. thing. He would know okay. about all these. So anyways, it's not far away, though, is the cool thing. So we're right on the cusp of it. So basically, if you have HBO Go or HBO Now, you'll soon have HBO Max, the 90s porn channel. So. <laughs> That's the only thing I really That's wanted to talk news. about. fake <laughs> That is fake news. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a, now I'm, a, I'm an official fake news distributor. Official. Oh, damn it. Um, so at this point, normally what we do is we go into the what's new with you section, which is where we talk about what we've all been watching lately. Mm. So I want to do that. I've got a couple of things. I've actually watched a bunch of new stuff and I don't have to start if y'all want to start or I can, what do you want to do? I mean, I can start because yeah, what I have to like say one is, thing. is only mildly one dumb thing. relevant. <laughs> go ahead then. Dumb thing. Okay. So I have been watching this elegant piece of trash piece of trash on netflix called too hot to handle (laughs) which is a reality tv show about these like very attractive like 20s aged people that go to this island because they're like they believe themselves to be sexy I think is the number one criteria. Like, they think they are sexy. So I belong on this show and this island. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they also, I think they believe that they're going somewhere to have 
a lot of sex. Oh, yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. So they believe themselves to be sexy, and they believe they're going somewhere to just have sex. Okay. That's clearly what they're under the impression of. <laughs> and so they get there, and they're meeting all these other people that also believe themselves to be sexy and are, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Promiscuous. So and- are they all sexy? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for the most part, yeah. Okay. They're all attractive. So it's at least worth watching like these sexy people. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a sexy. That's a good question. (laughs) Oh, there are people that aren't sexy. No, which one? No, (laughs) which specific one? Specifically, no. I mean, I think they're all attractive. (laughs) Okay. So, but here's my okay. Here's the deal, though. So they all go there and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna be hot on this island," and then (laughs) bone. Yeah, and so they're just meeting each other, and they're literally all just like going nuts about yeah. all these people they're meeting and then sure. they find out that the whole thing is they can't not only can they not have sex they can't have any physical contact with anyone on the <laughs> island and they're there for a month uh, and there's this ai that's present yeah and the ai's name is lana and it functions a bit like alexa okay <laughs> i don't know People wake up. Anyway, yeah. um, it functions like Alexa and it watches everything that they do. Uh-huh. And so anytime someone gets a beach or like kisses or anything, even <laughs> there if there are beaches on the show. Oh, yes. This is a very, this is an extremely Th- graphic this show. This scandalous. It's very scandalous. You don't need Max anymore. No, you don't <laughs> need watch Max. This. Yeah. It's very scandalous. And but people, it's blurred out, I'm sure. Well, sure. But uh, okay. yeah. There's, there's no like. Beaches with There's like no, checked out at this yeah, point. I know, I know. There's no wieners, but uh, I mean, it's that's all we wanted was dicks, more dicks. I know. Yeah, I wieners, know. fluffy wieners, fluffy wieners. <laughs> all right, sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so the whole, the whole. Okay, so here's the deal. I didn't give you, I didn't give you the kicker. So sure. they get a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars if they get to the end of this month and they have refrained from intercourse or even kissing, which is what I was getting at earlier. They it, not only can they not have sex, they can't have any sort of intimate contact. <laughs> So I would be a billionaire. <laughs> I was about to say this like, is just this. They filmed Chris's life, right? Like they just filmed. <laughs> What's two years divided <laughs> by twelve? Oh my yeah, god! Go. So well, the question is, it seems like a really missed opportunity. What it's called? Too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. So where I'm well, going well, with well, this? Hold on. So, so okay. why is this show not just called Blue Balls? Because nobody <laughs> celibate right. island. Yeah, it's yeah. it's because well, number one, because I think they don't know that's what the point of it is. And you can always name there. that without them. Knowing. I mean, I guess that's true, but um, they obviously <laughs> fail because yeah. they just can't handle it. So it turns because oh, they're too hot to handle. Yeah, they're too because to it's too hot to handle. Yeah, and so what it turns into is this situation where they get docked like this hundred thousand dollars gets deducted from every time a certain like physical encounter happens and so depending on the like um i guess the level of interaction oh i was about to say because if if every interaction is the same amount then it's like obviously you're not you're just gonna bone (laughs) yeah like making out is three thousand dollars like um beaches are like six thousand yeesh and I, I'm pretty sure the intercourse is like fourteen thousand or sixteen thousand or something. Well, but you call it intercourse. Intercourse, intercourse. Well, on the be, island. Yes. Well, I had to be specific because people try all kinds of things to try to get out of that mm. maximum fee, like actual mm. intercourse. I have to be specific. How much right? is a high five? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's free. Like a buck fifty. Yeah. Worth. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So it's just, oh man, I have to say I enjoyed it. You're really it's, getting into trashy television. I lately. love some trashy TV, man. Yeah. I do. It was good. I recommend so it. So you've watched it all? I actually recommend it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So proud wow. of it. I'm proud of it. Yeah. She's like, when Blaine's around, I've been watching all these beeges. <laughs> <laughs> He's just at, out. Blaine, blurry beeges. Yep. Blaine's off at work and I'm just watching all these blurry beeges. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting. Oh, oh, and here's the most important thing. Almost yeah. everyone on the show has an accent, either Australian or British. It's literally the most important so thing. So it is. Yeah. It is. Because you. Also you instantly know makes weird? them hotter. It makes them hotter and exactly. it makes you feel like they're less stupid, even though they are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like. They're just as stupid as us, but they sound smarter. They sound smarter. Yeah. And David is the best, I have to say. David if is. If anybody watches it, that's my okay. vote. David is the best. Aww. He's the best of all. Okay. Yeah. That's all I have. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Yep. So that's Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Yep. Cool. You got it. Chris, what you got? Uh, I can't even remember what I said the last time I was on here. I don't know. I had <laughs> Ozarks come on at that time. We haven't talked about Ozark okay. at all. Watched the new season of Ozarks. Yeah, which we've been watching too. Started rewatching Community. Yeah. Um, watched some. Oh, no, we did talk about Tiger King. I think. We did talk. Well, we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, we even talked about that last week. Goodness. Yeah, we did. I did. Did you? Yeah. We, had, we had a long Tiger, Tiger King, King oh, bout yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I still haven't finished it, but I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, nothing really. You really enjoyed memorable. Ozark, though, right? <clears throat> oh, I Season loved three. Ozark. Yeah. yeah. We're really not good. done. We're like oh, halfway I mean, there. I did finish Devs. Oh, you guys haven't. Sweet. Yeah, we haven't yeah. finished it so, either. I know, and I'm the one that got you on it, and now we haven't finished it. We've got. Well, there's a reason. There's a reason why we haven't finished Ozark. Yep, you're pointing <laughs> She's at the right reason. Right here. She is sitting right there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason <laughs> we haven't finished Ozark or. Uh, Devs. Devs. Yeah. Have you, I'm too are you busy watching on... beaches on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, are you cut up on Diggy or not uh, Dave. Dave yeah th- that is the one thing we're caught up on she okay. thought you were going to talk about it. that's why she didn't talk about Dave yeah, oh. yeah. we've been okay. watching Dave every single it's week good. it comes it's out so it's so short it is it's so it's it's and it's just it's, so good yeah, it's just it's like just 20 funny. 30 minutes whatever of just like really good funny stuff For sure. but like got some really solid like depth to it even and some good comedy yeah. like the episode Gata's episode yeah it's so oh, yeah. good. It's There's really a fantastic good. episode, like what, midway through the season, I guess. Yeah. It was a couple episodes ago yeah. about his kind of partner in crime, Gata, and it's him basically about... His hype man. Yeah, his hype man and about... And it's a kind of a deep look into like mental mental illness, basically, right? That's the best way to put it. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And uh, it's just so good. I wasn't expecting that level of seriousness out of the show. And right. It, it, it was good. It, yeah. it still just stays so good. Like this week's was fantastic. Have you seen this week's yet? I haven't. Oh man, it's it had a well. So Sydney wanted to watch something like light and airy after the movie that we watched that we're reviewing this week. Oh yeah. And then we put on Dave, and it starts out with a rabbit getting murdered. <laughs> and and she was just like it was just it was too much. But the, the episode turns out to be, it's very good. And actually, the whole scene about the dead rabbit is very funny as well. But It's not funny. She just wasn't, I was cackling. I was dying. I'll probably laugh. Yeah. Oh, it's very funny. It is yeah. not funny. Because like his response and the way he reacts when he runs over this rabbit is exactly how I would, which is just Aww. like, he runs yeah, over this rabbit. Yeah, that's why it wasn't funny, because I was like, you <laughs> bastard. Like, he hits the rabbit. You and he's would just do like, this. He's just, she's like, we, we just killed a rabbit. And he's like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like making a huge deal about it. And she's like, well, it's not dead and you have to put it out of his misery. And he's like, it'll, it'll die. It'll die. We just, just leave it here and it, it will die. <laughs> like it's uh, just, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a funny one. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. It was sad, but you know, no one wants a dead bunny, but it sure. was funny as well. Right. So anyways. It's but, a funny situation. Yes. It was a funny situation. <laughs> 
But yeah, so I mean, yeah, you don't really want to go too much more into depth on uh, any of now. Really, there's, yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything that sticks out that yeah was mind blowing. I watched some. God, what was that movie called? I can't even think of the name. Of it. No, so yeah, go ahead. I can't think of <laughs> if the name you think of it. Some movie that we don't. Some yeah. movie. The number eight is in it. It's on Netflix. Oh, oh, like Code Eight. Code Eight. Yep. Yeah. Watch that. Yeah, that's um. Matt was wanting us to talk about that. Oh, it's got that. that um, Robbie Mel and Stephen Amell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Green Arrow. The Green Arrow, dude. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. been hearing great things, um, and it's supposed to be good. So you were so so on it. Eh, I mean. Mm. It was a lower uh, budget. Yeah. Like, they crowdfunded this movie. It, it was terrible. a crowdfunded... For a crowdfunded movie, from what yeah. I gather, especially... I enjoyed it. Yeah. He wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> yeah, no. Probably not. <laughs> His story with everything. Yeah, that, no. That was what we were making fun of you about last oh, week really? when you were not on. Yeah. yeah. I don't like hurting people's feelings, so <laughs> that's my nice way of saying... Well, no. I mean, obviously, I went off on... Guns of Kimbo. Oh, you so. did. You did. <laughs> you, you did. And I felt bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this was. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was. It was well done. Yeah, because uh, I think they for the budget that they had. The, yeah, the, their cousins, Robbie and Stephen Amell, are cousins okay. in real life, and they produced this whole thing. They like it actually came out of them making a short film, and then because they made the short film, they pushed that so that it could then turn into a feature film. Have you seen and, it? No, I have not seen okay. it yet. Um, it's um, it's got a lot of messages in it. Yeah, like it can be taken different ways. Okay, I mean, it's not like it's super not too agenda pushy. Or... At the very beginning, I thought it was going to be that way, and it yeah. felt that way, but it mellowed out through. Yeah, okay, it. but I mean, it still has like because it's a very like uh, real world contrast, just y- using mutants. Sure, quote, versus quote, like as... immigrants or whatever. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure, that's kind of what I figured. As long as it's not too pandering, it's not. I'm okay. No. Yeah, that's my thing. Is when I start to like. Just be like, Ugh. right? Like, it's not. It's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll probably still watch it and talk about it, and um, you know. But uh, so as far as for me, I have seen a lot of new things. There's a lot of new stuff popping up. Uh, so I've got three. I'm gonna kind of blow through them pretty quick here. One I'm gonna start out about. I'm not gonna say a whole lot about it. The show is called Bruise Brothers. Like B-E-R-W-S Brothers. It sounds familiar, but... Yeah, so this just dropped on Netflix. It's the Netflix original as well. And it's about two brothers who are... Two brothers. (laughs) Two brothers. We say that so much. (laughs) It's just constantly quoting Rick and Morty. Um, So it's about them having a brewery. And it's basically just about like daily life in a little brewery. Oh, Bruce. Yes, Bruce Brothers. Yes, exactly. I should have waited for you to spell it out. Exactly. Because I thought you were saying Bruce like... No, no, oh, like, like you got a bruise. Yeah. yeah. No, these are bruise, uh, like a brew. Yeah. And this show is dumb as shit. Like, it's so dumb. <laughs> so it's made by the guy who made The League, which I actually really like The League. I actually still quote The League, and which is funny because I watched them all, I loved it, and I don't like football at all. Like, I yeah. do not care about football, but I liked that show. So I was like, yeah, this is made by the same dude. This show's dumb. Like, it's very dumb. Um, so don't recommend? I really don't know. I've watched two. Oh, okay. The first two are not great. There's some sort of funny bits. Like, it's a very specific kind of humor. And that's why I was like, it's dumb enough that Matt might like it. Like, we were talking about it. (laughs) I talked to him the other day, and I was like, I I want you to see it to know if this is, like, Matt dumb or if this is beyond Matt dumb. Because, like, Matt loves dumb stuff. Like, he does. And he's, he's, like, totally open and okay with it. Like, he likes dumb humor. Right. And... And so I'm curious. I kind of want him to see it to see if he'll like it. But he said that he even watched the trailer and it didn't seem like it might not be his brand of dumb. So I don't know. It is a. It was fine. Like I don't know. I might like put it on a little bit more to see if it gets a little better, just because it's the same creator as the league. Right. 
because there was because the league wasn't great in the beginning either, but all these people were telling me I should watch it, and it got better. So this could potentially it's okay, and it actually stars uh, one of the guys from the league, which Sydney and I saw do stand up. Who he did a great stand up. Oh, Court McCohen. So, was it? Is that? Yeah, right, Court McCohen. Court McCohen. I he, follow him on Instagram. He's okay. awesome. He is great. He, <laughs> he, he he is great. He he did a really good. He is stand-up. a silver fox. No, not Court McCohen. Yeah, from no, the he league. was not from the league. That was the guy that opened for the guy from the league. <laughs> oh. I was like, his name. Th- that does not sound like the right name. <laughs> That doesn't sound right at <laughs> You're all. You're correct. Oh, Court McCohen is from Arrested Development. Yeah. Well, he did like one episode. We're, it's it's Stephen Renazizi or Steve Renazazi. Renazazi. It's a weird name. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Renazizi. Renazizi. Yeah. Renaissance Fair. Yes. <laughs> surname. Anyways, he's in the show, um, and which obviously being friends with the guy that made the league and so on. And he so took some shit at one point because he lied. Oh, I know what it was. Steve oh, Renazizi said that his he dad did a joke or, or something. He was at nine eleven when it yeah. happened, and, and he, he like a lot of flack for it. Yeah, mm. bless his heart. Then he like owned up to it. Now people like him again. Yeah, he's great. He did a fantastic. Uncancelled. I wasn't trying to talk about him. <laughs> I wasn't trying to talk about Bruce Uncanceled. Brothers for this long. <laughs> It's fine. If you watch it and like it, you can let me know if it gets better. I don't know. We'll see if Matt ends up watching it. Matt's the type. He'll start watching it one day, and he'll watch the entire show in one day, and then tell us what he thinks about it. So, if he does turn it on. Oh, if Matt were here, he would be talking about that weird show. So, that's what I'm talking about now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, the other (laughs) new show I saw was The Midnight Gospel. Um, Chris has been seen in our text chain, me talking about this show. Matt and his wife have been watching it. Uh, It's... From the creator, his name's Duncan Trussell of of uh, Adventure Time. Adventure Time fame, yeah. He created Adventure Time. This show is also a Netflix original, just like the previous one. And this show is really, really, really weird. And I've talked about it a whole bunch. I actually got Sydney to watch one of the episodes, too. Um, it, this show... I loved that episode. Oh, it, it fucked me up. Which episode? Because like, I've only heard Blaine talk about two. Yeah, it's the Which second one. one. The, the one that one messed me up. The baby clowns. Uh, well, I haven't seen any of them. He, does, he oh. hasn't seen it. So, okay. so, so first... I, that's why I didn't recognize the name. I yeah. forgot the name. Yeah, it's the Midnight Gospel. And so <laughs> this show basically is that Duncan Trussell, the creator, has a podcast from what I gather. And this show... What a loser. Who does <laughs> podcasts? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got a podcast <laughs> he's got a podcast and he's basically taken excerpts or conversations from his podcast and then cut them down i'm guessing or whatever and then inserted them into an animated cartoon and the cartoon has absolutely not the conversations have nothing to do with the cartoon and what's going on in the cartoon well it's like it's it's weird like art expression where they it they is. kind of don't they mostly don't they mostly don't and have then in little thing. incidental things they'll seem like they're connected yeah to what's happening visually exactly because they're primarily separated and that's what matt and i were talking about because matt saw it as well and he was talking about how it was hard to focus on anything because the conversations you're trying to focus on and then you're looking at this ridiculous, crazy, really kind of pretty, but very morbid and gory, like, artwork in the animation. And it's just very hard to follow because you're trying to follow two separate storylines at the same time. It's <laughs> very weird. It's just a, like a stimulus overload. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me it was. And so, like, like the first um, episode is actually him interviewing Dr. Drew. 
And I thought you were going to say Dr. Dre, and I was yeah, like, all Dr. right, I'm watching Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> Dr. Oh. Drew, and they're talking about drugs, basically. In the episode, what you're seeing is like a, a zombie apocalypse kind of situation. And I liked that episode pretty well. But then the second one was very morbid, and it was about like these innocent creatures getting like murdered and turned into ground beat ground whatever they are Hogs, groundhogs. ground yeah. clown Gr- no well no they are getting ground into clowns they're, they're deer ground dogs deer dogs yeah oh, oh jackalopes yeah no, no they're but... literally like big dogs that have <laughs> okay like, but but the clowns are like eating them murdered by the deer dogs no, they don't yeah. no they get murdered by the people that are causing a rebellion to save the deer dogs Oh, did I miss some yes. like <laughs> some mushrooms? Yes, that's what I need. Oh right yeah, now. no, this show. I don't know if you were on mushrooms, you might have like a panic attack and die. Because <laughs> that is probably I, true. I was on like one thing of like rum and coke, and I was about to die watching it. So like this show, it, it's overwhelming. I don't know. It's all right. I, 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 it's interesting. It, it's in, it's if you like morbid and weird and well, then like but... up, well. And, like, podcast conversations, obviously, but... Well, I mean, that episode is, like, this woman describing, like, her perspective on, like, death and what it means to be alive and... Yeah. Like, her thoughts on Ramdas and a bunch of other spiritual gurus and leaders yeah. throughout her lives that have had... Or her life <laughs> that has... <laughs> who's had, like, an impact on, like, the way she sees life and death. And so, if yeah. you're into that kind of thing, then you'd like it. Yeah, but also, like, kind of close your eyes and don't watch what's... Or maybe just download the podcast episode at that point because it's way easier to just listen to the conversation than watch it and listen. Like, it, for me, it's just overwhelming. So, it is an actual podcast that yes. they just made yeah. graphics. From what I gather. <laughs> from what I gather, yes. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's very strange. I mean, I actually really, really, really like the first episode. And, really? But, yeah. But I then, did not get that from your reaction. Well, because by the time I started texting you guys, I'd mm-hmm. watched them both. So, I was ah. coming down from the second episode <laughs> and was just like, oh, what did I just watch? <laughs> like, so, gotcha. you know. And I might keep going just because I'm intrigued. But, like, the second one really... And the second time I watched it, it didn't affect me as bad because I knew what to expect. But it's still just dark. It's very morbid. Well, I have to comment on, like, what is it trying to say? And, I mean, other than yeah. just hashtag art. Because I yeah. definitely think it's doing that. But... yeah. Um, with the second episode, this what everything this woman has to say is extremely like, well, like compelling, kind of, and if in, if you're well, into, it's kind of pure. It's like, very pure, yeah. And if you're into any kind of spiritual, um, like awakening or sure. spiritual path, you're gonna probably be like, who is this woman? I want to know like what her deal is. And so you would imagine that she would be a yogi or a yeah, some sort of spiritual, some sort like, of spiritualist or student of spiritualism. And it just turns out she's a political activist. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I look at that and I'm like, okay. Mm. I mean, just as a heads up, like it's not like exactly. you kind of think that this is, like it would be like listening to Ram Dass or listening to yeah. um, Richard Rohr or While somebody like that. While watching things getting murdered. Right. And so after looking her up and finding out that she's just like, that she's an activist, which is very tangible, real world. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that, but it's. It's kind of misleading because the whole conversation is extremely ethereal. And about spirituality. And nebulous. And well, and not... they're like legit sitting there talking about like the Jesus story while all these 
people are getting like murdered yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, true, It was true. like unsettling for me. It that just, is, yeah. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way because they're talking about like... The Jesus story? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, a, in, a great, in a In a beautiful <laughs> way, like like really a healthy way to under... Yeah. Which, of course, because she's talking okay. about Well, and they weren't, they weren't right. like Christians, but they were talking about the Jesus sure. story and Jesus in a very positive light, in a very positive way. And then you're just watching things getting like murdered and like chopped up and like people like, like killing contrast. each other. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was unsettling for me. It just... <laughs> I don't, I don't, there was something about it interesting yeah. i will have to watch it yeah i'm curious what you'll think yeah. but so to go on from that the other thing that i really want to talk about probably the most out of all that definitely the most out of all these that I'm, I'm pretty sure that you haven't seen chris and i know sydney hasn't seen is it's called a show on amazon called tales from the loop have you been watching yeah i've watched it yeah yeah, yeah allison recommended it really me. i haven't i haven't finished it that does but... sound like something allison would recommend yeah. to you yeah um yeah it was a while ago. Really? I started it just, watching. It just yeah. came out like a week ago. Mm, no. You're operating on Corona time. Time has no meaning. <laughs> it could have just been a week ago, but I feel like it was longer ago. According to this time. show, so especially. So can we change it from it's Miller time to it's Corona, corona time? time? It's definitely Corona time. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, I think that's already pretty much happened. So if you don't know what Tales from the Loop is, it's basically like a modern day Twilight Zone, wouldn't you say, almost? But less ominous and heavy. Less twilighty really? and less zony. Less heavy. Well, See, I guess it's. I'm now weird. remembering because I I only got I think I made it through three episodes and I had to stop just because it is heavy. They're it, they're just there's very dark overtones. I like, guess the kind entire of setting, like it's like ominous is a gr- not ominous. I would say just dark, heavy. Yeah, kind but, of. Yeah, it's weird though because it's like the subject matter is, but the tone of the show isn't for me. Does that make sense? Well, no. Really. <laughs> I mean, I understand I what you're saying, but yeah, I don't. It, I don't it, it didn't resonate. Yeah. In that Which way. I, like I said, I think I've only seen three of them. Yeah. So basically, though, instead of in Twilight Zone fashion, this is actually all in one town. I think in the 80s, maybe early 80s, late 70s. It's some kind it's of. It's an alternate universe. It is, but I think there's supposed to be a time period. Probably. That supposed to be. 80s. Yeah, I would think. It's, and so basically. These people in this town live above this thing called the Loop, which is this machine that was built to unlock and explore the mysteries of the universe, basically. And so in this town, there's just weird shit happening constantly, essentially. And every episode is focused on a weird story that happens to people that live in the town. And it might be about... Uh, time travel or it might be about death or it might be about uh, body swapping or so there's a lot of different subject matter covered within every episode which is what makes it 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 almost feels like the twilight zone where every episode is very different and it's different people and primarily different actors but sometimes characters carry over because it's in the same town yep so yeah, I, I so did you enjoy it even though it was kind of heavy? No, no, I liked it. I just had to I had to stop I watching too, it because actually. it's just yeah. it was heavy. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. did too. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. So one thing you probably didn't know about this. So this show is entirely based off the work of artist Simon Stallenhog. He is. Oh yeah, oh Simon. Yeah, Me and Simon's go way back. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, so Simon Stallenhog, I think that's how you say his name. He. he does this artwork where, and actually, y'all might be able to see it if y'all want to turn the. Computer. I've seen it before. Oh, you've seen I've it. I've seen his art before. I, I'm pretty sure, actually, it, 
It's very cool. Sorry, not to interrupt, but no, you're like whenever I was watching it, the robots yeah. in like that setting made me think of it, paintings that I had seen yes. before. Yeah, so, and, and it says he's sweet. He's a Swedish artist, hmm. and they're, they're direct pieces of artwork that are actually shown in the show. Like you'll see, like it'll like be like a really great camera angle, and it'll just frame things imperfectly for a second or two. And if you look at his artwork, it might be an exact replica of that piece of artwork. Or And basically, his artwork is this... It's like a mixture of like an 80s aesthetic, but then with these weird sci-fi elements like crammed into it. Sid, can you see this stuff mm-hmm. over here? Like Kinda. you see, his artwork's really cool. Like he's, There's these robots and creatures, and basically what they've done is they've given a narrative to all of his artwork and tied it all together. Okay. And it's super cool. Uh, it's, it's like a, Red Dawn with robots. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and but like after things have gone weird, you know, and it'll be like <laughs> it'll be like people doing everyday things, but That's then there's like a decaying robot in the background. That looks like an octopus with gorilla arms. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> There's <laughs> riveting stuff. You, you yeah, you should definitely go and look at his artwork. But it, it's cool how they've given stories to all of these. <laughs> things that he's created i thought that that was really neat because i've gone through and looked and i've been like oh there's that piece of uh, weird science thing and then i think about the episode and it's like oh they came up with that idea from just looking at this right so it's a neat show you should check out tales from the loop it's on amazon it seems to be doing pretty well it's getting some buzz and is this a boy show though can you just like be honest what that is is so you know what i mean so sexist girls know what i mean sexist is it mostly like no it is definitely not a no it's definitely not a boy show again allison recommended it to her she was excited for it i would say that she yeah oh but she's like kind of kind of like tomboy is she isn't she though not tom like in like a 90 cents but like a gamer she's girl. listening now she's yeah she's just, like, cool she listens to girl. <laughs> she what? I mean, she's a cool girl for sure yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not are you saying is this show targeted <laughs> towards cool girls yes definitely it definitely cool is. girl zone for sure yeah just saying I she's would. trying no, to say like because allison plays like a lot of video games and so on and so forth and i mean you have to there's actually well in the, this show's very in the, sci-fi like, i watch like too okay. hot to handle so <laughs> oh no you wouldn't like this movie. yeah <laughs> there are no blurred out dicks in the show that i've seen no and if there are any they will you will just see them so mm, <laughs> i'm just kidding this show is very good it's not a boy show i liked it it's very sci-fi very very sci-fi but I liked it. I don't know. Anyways, that's that's everything that I've been watching. I feel like we've been talking about everything that we've been checking out pretty good here. So we're going to roll on. And so what we do now, if you're not familiar with our podcast, is we do our tomato scores and predictions for the film of the week. So the film of the week is The Lighthouse. So we're going to try and predict what Rotten Tomatoes score, what the Rotten Tomato scores are for the critics and for the general audience because we are not fans of rotten tomatoes and so we like to see if we agree with them and if they were on the mark as far as the critics go and then see if our ideas mesh with the general audience which is what we hope to some degree we'll have but you know who knows it's a wild card well i just i want to say can i say something don't say too much about this no 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 about not about the movie okay I just want to say something about what you're trying to do yeah because i I mean i know you know what you're trying to do but i just kind of want to say that I think that this idea was born out of like Rotten Tomatoes is highly reflective of the critical response. Yes. Like that's just almost solely very simply put like when you look at Rotten Tomatoes like so I work with this guy I just started a new job and I work with this guy 
And one of the movies we watched recently came up and he said, oh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes scores and it was terrible. <laughs> and it was actually a really good movie. And I don't want to, like, go into all that. But sure. I was like, oh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is trash. And he was like, what? Yeah. So then we had to have a whole conversation. But oh, so, did you give him our spiel yeah, on, kinda, on the a tomatoes? Little, a little bit, yeah. And I was like, so it's going to work for certain things. Like, it's yeah. gonna, if, you, if you're a big fan of, like, art house and a big fan of, like, things that are traditionally critically acclaimed yeah. those things are going to look great for you but if uppity you, up your ass stuff if you're into that which and some things can fall <laughs> some good things <laughs> fall <laughs> uppity up your ass yep <laughs> some some great movies do fall into that category sure, incidentally yeah, which which has been evident in this podcast because yeah, you guys has. have highly reviewed things that are highly critically acclaimed yeah but definitely. the point is that not everything that's good is going to be critically acclaimed. Yeah. And just, those are the movies that don't necessarily. Exactly. And you know, I think a lot of yeah. people do kind of live and die by the Rotten Tomatoes scores that they see. And I've literally not watched things in the past because of bad tomato scores. And then somebody would be like, please see it. And then I watch it and I'm like, man, what the hell? I would like, have just not seen this right. because of this stupid score. Right. And then you go and look at their general audience score and you're like, oh, it has like an 80%. Like most people actually liked this because mm-hmm. it was reviewed by like, 3,000 regular people and was pretty much loved and then you know 100 critics and they all bombed it well and if you I mean if you think even deeper about it like the general audience that's even viewing this movie is already being limited by the fact that the critics either liked it or didn't it didn't <laughs> sure, like it exactly so the general audience's response is is even based off that as well right so it's it's not given an equal chance even from the start it's a super so, jacked up system yeah so I just wanted to down say. with the tomato yeah. So yeah. Anyways, so our tomato scores for it this with thing. The Converse All Star. Exactly. Yeah. Just look at the or logo. a generic shoe because we don't have. Yeah. It's not a Converse uh, All Star. Right. It is to a, the Converse yeah, All Star. No, that is a one hundred percent generic shoe that might or might not look like other shoes. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to her. She has no part in this podcast or that logo. I don't. It is not an All Star. So, so you're getting sued. Yeah. Getting sued. <laughs> so did either of you know? anything about this film before we saw it no you did (laughs) okay not a no okay i should take that back okay i knew who was in it yeah uh because allison again had watched this oh really prior to this yeah and um cool girl cool girl sound (laughs) air horn yeah put that in there david david put an air horn in yeah there there we go um he won't do it so no but no no details okay but she um she had well I can say it when it's my turn. But okay. Yeah, we'll keep going. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, and then Sydney. It's not your turn. Did not know jack shit about this movie. So, all right. Well, I have an idea of how this is critically going to be scored just because part of me recommending us watching it was knowing some things and whatever. So. Okay. Well, then you go last. Yes. That's what I was going to say. I need to go last. So, you guys both go first and I will go after y'all. I'm not guaranteeing that'll be right, but I have a feeling I'll probably be close. Should we just try to talk over each other? He said, us both go oh. first. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> no, do not do that, please. <laughs> no, let's All literally right. say it at the same time. Okay. All right. Critic score. Are you ready? Critics? Yeah. Yeah. Critic score. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, right. two, one. 93. Oh, okay. There we go. So, so I said Sydney 90. said 90. And Christopher said 83. Not too far. Chris said 83. And I'm going to go with a 93. He copied both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. did. You knew it. Jeez. He yeah. did. You, you he literally me. stole one of each of our numbers. I, know. <laughs> I did. That was why I did it. I just was going to pick one of each of your numbers and maybe be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
we'll go with that. We don't have to discuss too much on why we think this. Um, we do more of that at the end, I guess, per se. But uh, So what do you guys think about the audience? Okay. And not at the same time. Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell me? <laughs> I Boring. <liked> that. <laughs> <laughs> um, audience. Oof, this is tough. I'm going to go safe bet. Yeah. 50. Ooh. I was going to say 50. Really? That would have been epic. Do 51. Pull up. Say so. Prices right move on. Yeah. Um I no, I'm gonna go forty well no 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 hold on. I'm, just, I'm gonna redact that because people are people love weird ass shit. So hold on. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about it. Yeah, seriously. Um Yeah, forty eight. Smart move. Okay. I would go on lower too. Mm-hmm. Forty eight. Really? Uh, All right. (laughs) So I'm going higher than both of you. I'm going to guess a. mm, I'm going to guess a 70. Wow. From the audience? Yeah. What? Yeah. See, and he's probably going to be right because he knows tomatoes. (laughs) I don't know. I've I've, I've proven that I'm not as good at this as I thought I would be. So I don't know. I'm okay. Well, yes. I mean, but that's only saying, but so much. So, yeah. So. Let's go into who should or should not see this film. So we talk about who should and shouldn't see the film because really our review is 100% spoilery. So we try and just direct you if you haven't seen it up to this point. So I've got three things that I think it reminded me of kind of mashed up. Not movies per se, but just tones and ideas (laughs) and whatnot. So... The three things that I thought about while watching this that it reminded me of, and it's kind of almost in tears as far as like what it reminded me. They in don't tears. Yeah, you're stealing my review. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so if you are into <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe, okay, this is very Poe. Okay, and if you are into, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart. He made Cutting. Psycho. Psycho uh, and birds. Um, you guys should know Hitchcock. This. Hitchcock, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Hitchcock. If you're into Hitchcock, it so so kind of in tears. It reminded me of probably Hitchcock the most, okay. and then David Allen Poe. David Allen Poe. David Allen Poe. <laughs> David Allen Poe. Uh, is what I was. Thinking. David Allen Poe. That's really funny. If actually, you never yes. even call me <laughs> my name. That is really funny. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. That's really <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm pretty proud of myself for saying that. So that's a. Ma- I want to see a mashup of someone who sings like David Allen Coe and looks like Edgar Allan Poe. Oh yeah, I want to see that. Or just sings like David Allen Coe, but actually sings Edgar Allan Poe's po- style, like yeah. poetry, yeah, and just about like, like murder writing. and death. And- yeah, okay. Ravens. And then the third one is Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft. So uh, as far as the ideas and the tone mm. of this film. So I would say all three of those mashed up. H.P. Lovecraft is like monster. Oh. No, it's not. It's psychological. Well, Did even you... even still, though. Still. Okay. I'm picking and up what you're still. putting down. Even Stevens as well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you look yeah. at the x-ray stuff? Because I actually spent some time looking at that. No, oh, you're talking Amazon about. Amazon does the No, yeah. If, if you, if you, when you're watching Amazon, if you like pause it or hit a button, you can actually see things that are on screen. Like it will tell you who the actors are and what they were in and while you're watching the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but they actually mentioned that he did draw some inspiration from HP. Really? Yeah. Makes sense. Cause yeah. I, I was totally feeling HP Lovecraft in there. Now that you say all those things. Yeah. Um, 
I'm with you. Yeah. It but reminded I, me. I wouldn't have thought any of them. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. No, so it's there... hard to see through so... my lens of hate. Don't. Oh, my God. Sorry. You were not supposed to say that yet. <laughs> That's not how this so, podcast works. Okay, well, Sydney said her recommendation of who she would recommend to watch this movie. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, she did, clearly. Uh, so I would just say if you're into those three things and if you're into <laughs> black and white films, um, because this whole movie is black and white and it's actually even not in the same scale aspect ratio uh, yeah it's in a different aspect ratio it's almost in it's completely square it's 449 uh, yeah was yep. that an x-ray did you x-ray that yep no i just knew it because <laughs> i'm a film no. guy yeah that's not true yeah but that is it good i'm glad you knew that <laughs> yeah i was curious because i couldn't remember what the aspect ratio yeah. was called but no, there's actually like, a lot of cool information in the x-ray really yeah if you're a nerd well, then, yeah you stuff, should but... you should try that if you're a cool girl yeah which you're not so cool girls so yeah hey, i'm a guest okay like <laughs> no Yes, I am. A guest in your own home. Yeah. Right, I know. <laughs> Nothing like that. So now, I guess, now that you have an idea of what you're getting into with this film, now we get into our individual thoughts, opinions, our actual review of the film, which, like I said, is completely spoilery and is no holds barred from this point on. Normally, we would not have told you how we thought or feel at all, but Sydney already ruined it, even though she knows how we operate around here, so... You've already had that happen. because she's a rebel. She is. She plays mm-hmm. by our own rules. Clearly. Nobody else. Yeah. Clearly. You got it. So, anyways, <laughs> at this point, we are going into spoilers for The Lighthouse. Starting in three, two, one. Now, let's go. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. I thought our... you were going to slam it on the ground. Yeah. I was waiting for a loud yeah. noise. Slam a book something. down or something. No, I'm going to get little bumpers that we can do in between these transitions. Little bumps? Bumps, little bumps yeah. yep, in between the transitions. You're going to do some bumps? <laughs> so, and also, I guess we haven't really talked about, but this movie stars two people, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, which is... Two people and a bird. <laughs> two people and a bird and, and a mermaid. And Actually, two other people. And a murdered man. Mm-hmm. Murdered man, which turns out to be yeah. himself. No. No, it's not. Mm, I don't think so. Think. It's just, yeah. it's, slim, but it's, Robert, it's Slim Shady. It's, yeah, he did have very blonde. <laughs> he had very blonde hair. Oh, yeah. That, that dude, sorry. Yeah, it's Robert, so, but it stars primarily Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. So, it stars Marshall Mathers and... <laughs> so we know how Sydney feels. Well, actually, Sydney. so do you or do you not like this movie? I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That's intense. No, it's okay. I, oh, so... her... her uh, emotions last night were quite visceral after we saw this movie they have been visceral. She, actually they were even during the movie to the point in which i said you have to quit talking please be quiet you're <laughs> ruining this movie for me you did not oh i definitely did oh well i didn't hear that <laughs> she was seething with hatred too much oh, to it hear was, anything. that was after like 15 minutes in it was oh, no, well, her exact words were why are you making me watch this <laughs> why did you pick this out for a one that we were reviewing that i was going to be on that I was think her. i said do you hate me <laughs> <laughs> well honestly in the first 15 minutes two things happen yeah so it's not like you know oh yeah i wrote yeah. them down do you want to know what it was yeah all right so the movie starts and I wrote, this movie seems to know what it is because... <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> the reason I wrote that, the, so, I, so basically I had that thought or idea because it starts out and it's just a boat. Is it the hull of the boat? The front of the boat? Is that the hull? 
no. Well, it's the stern. The stern. Stern, stern yes. of the boat. The See? hull is the whole thing. Yeah, the oh, hull's the, the whole, whole boat. Well, the whole, whole boat part. Boat. <laughs> anyway, it's just like the front of a boat just plunging through water. And it's yeah. like, okay, we're going somewhere. Yeah. This movie seems to know what it is. Mm-hmm. That was what I got. And I was okay. like, let me write this down because this is important. And okay. I might forget. And then seven minutes went by. And the very next thing that happened literally was a fart. <laughs> there's so many great farts in this Willem movie. Dafoe farting <laughs> I love it and I was like oh no and that's when I looked at Blaine and said do you hate me <laughs> because I had already just gotten <laughs> farted on <laughs> farted on <laughs> By emotionally and physically and yeah. mentally I'd been farted on wow. okay. and I just knew I could I was just you know yeah and I, I will Very say well. to be fair I, to, to, <laughs> To be fair, I did not tell her anything about this movie. Like, she knew nothing. I knew nothing. And, I mean, I and thought then, that was the best way to go into yeah. this thing. I didn't know anything so, about So what did you either. think, Chris? I really want to know what you thought about this movie. It's, it is, it's a story. Yeah. Like, okay, it's a, it's a short story. It's a story, folks. Yeah. And it's not that interesting. <laughs> um, like, it is, but it isn't. Like, it was well done. I will yeah. say that. But okay. it just wasn't that interesting of a story. Like, if you look at what he based it on, was literally two dudes in a lighthouse where one dies. Like, okay. that's the extent of it. Like, Well, not one. They both they die. They both die. Okay, well, the story that he looked at, I think only one of them died. But yeah, in the movie. Oh, you're talking about the x-ray it. things that you, yeah. you looked at? what he was basing the story off of was an actual real-life thing Event. in the 1890s. Yeah. Um, but... It's definitely art house. Like I love the A twenty four studio, which is the ones yeah. who did this. Did one. they do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do great movies. I didn't realize they did this. Yeah, yeah. It was well. That's the thing is like this movie. I was keeping up with it when it was doing the film circuit as far as or the the festivals. festival circuit, and it was hitting all the festivals. And like the first time it showed, I saw it. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't see the movie, but like I saw people talking about it. And they're like. This movie's going to win everything. Like, this movie is destroying at the festivals, and right. it came out of nowhere, and people weren't expecting it, and it was just getting a lot of buzz. And who goes to these festivals? Is, it the, is and... it the reptilians? <laughs> the reptilian people. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's the lizard the people. It's the, yeah. it's it's the, the lizard, lizard people. people. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> AKA all the rich ones, you know. <laughs> I don't understand. So, yeah, it's critics it, and so on and so forth go to these things. People in the film industry. Yeah, and I mean, it's the whole movie was set up to be artsy. Yeah, it's artistic. Like it was very, yeah. the way that it was filmed, the lenses they got lenses from like 1918 or something yeah. to actually shoot the film in. Like everything was done almost to the point of pretentiousness. Yeah, and extreme not intentional. Because, I mean, it's, it's it, everything was very intentional right. and very calculated. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they that was exactly what they were going for. And I feel like that was the main point of the movie. Yeah. Was to be just art. Art, art, See, yeah. Fartsy. It was artsy, fartsy. <laughs> yeah. There were multiple farts. So, I really like this movie a lot <gasps> that is insane yeah what yeah i did no yeah i no. did i did no i knew you weren't expecting i'm that. glitching out but i want <laughs> yeah. to grab the divorce papers uh, yeah exactly you, go ahead and grab those you like this movie yeah i do a lot no, he doesn't just like it he yeah. likes it a lot i like what? it a lot i don't say i love it but i liked it a lot okay give me one good reason yeah like what do you like about what it? do i like about it yes i just thought that it was so expertly crafted like i and i mean i realized like Normally, even with this podcast, like I am wanting to come from an every man's perspective and and to be less of the uh, 
artsy fartsy pretentious whatever like you guys are talking about doing but like this movie really like i was just like shit man everything here is just so calculated and thought out and meticulous and the shots are gorgeous and the, the what they are doing with this black and white cinematography is beautiful and and every scene was just blocked out perfectly and everything just felt so intentional and then the acting between Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson was brilliant like I loved seeing them fight I loved watching it like it it was riveting it was I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time every fight like and I was watching these monologues that they were doing and I'm just like Jesus, these guys are killing it. Like these guys are acting it's themselves. They in- were channeling Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that for Willem Dafoe. I do not trust that bastard. He's sketchy and creepy. I love him. He, that he, was, he sends chills down my spine. So that was straight up one of the the most. I mean, as much as I hate this movie, it was one of the most incredible character acting performances I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. To the point that it disturbed me. Oh, it, like, it was Like, it was unsettling. deeply, deeply disturbing. And, and that's why I hated it. Because well, I don't disagree with anything that you just said. To me, it's just didn't outweigh the fact that after the movie was over, I literally told my boss this today. I was like, <laughs> I watched this horrible movie. and it, He'll like it. I know everything you told me about him. He will like this movie. I know because I was like, I watched the fucking lighthouse. And he was like, yeah, I've seen it. And I was like, shit, I am so dramatic. Because <laughs> I was like, it's terrible. He liked it, didn't he? he I think he did. I yeah, he, he just did. didn't want to admit it. He, well, he kind of, no, he's no, he's cool. He's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't hate it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's extremely well done. Yeah. The acting is amazing. Yeah. The, the dialogue is great. Like, all of that is great. It's just the story is, it's not that entertaining. Especially, this is definitely a movie you can make fun of me all you want to that I would never watch again. No, I would never <laughs> watch because it again. Because going into it without Ever. knowing anything about it is the only way that it would be entertaining. Like, uh, <laughs> because there's there's part of it where it's like a mystery, but it turns yeah. out that there's no subplot. There's no back end like, oh, this was you know, make your mind think about something that could be. It was literally just two people going crazy. It was face value. Well, that goes back to what we were saying last week about like how a movie doesn't have to be something you'd watch again or it doesn't like, it's all about the criteria where you're rating it. Yeah. Like it doesn't, to be a good movie, it doesn't have to be something you would watch again. Sure. But at the same time, doesn't that play into when we rate something? Like it, we're going to rate it higher if we watch it over and over. Right, Like exactly. your rating of The Gentleman is like a 10 out of 10 probably because you'd watch it again and again. Sure. No rhyme intended. But yeah, so to finish my thought earlier is just I agree with everything you said. Yeah. And, you know, as someone who loves film too, not as much as you, but does, yeah, uh, com- would never contest anything you're saying. I just feel that... The way it made me feel, well, and I, to- I told to again, I told my boss this today. I was like, after it was over, I didn't know whether to go to sleep or kill myself. Both <laughs> so of which seemed reasonable to do. <laughs> See, it didn't elicit that level of emotion <laughs> for me. Oh, yeah, no, now, Midsummer no. did. That's exactly how Midsummer made me feel. You know what's funny that you said that? Yeah, the music in it reminded me of a Midsummer, Midsummer. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yes, it had a Midsummer effect on me, except way worse. That's so funny. To that me. is. Is it because neither one of those had any effect on that's wild especially this movie this movie didn't have that effect on me i mean it was just for me it was it was a 
small story. It was contained, and it was it was legit just a story of the descent of two men into madness. Oh wait, wait, wait. can I read what my like? You know how there's always like a line at the top of Rotten Tomatoes that uh-huh. says like what it is. I wrote okay. mine. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. Okay. Ready? Uh huh. A belligerent diorama of the moral decay that results from isolation and deprivation. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. That's my synopsis. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is. It, it's it's a it's it's their slow spiral into insanity. Yeah, and. I really enjoyed watching it. Like it, it was just, it fascinated me. Well, you're depraved. Maybe. Well, the acting was very good. Like it was that, that so was, good. That was the selling the point. The story for me. was focusing yes. on. Like that's the only thing that you can appreciate. About. Yeah, not the only thing, but I mean, like that's the primary thing to appreciate about. It. It's like that's the story. Is them as far yeah as far as the story losing their minds. Like, yeah. Well, and, and I they think, acted that out perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think if it had been any other two people that weren't even remotely as invested as these guys clearly were about making this what it was, it wouldn't have been nearly as interesting. Like their level of commitment and like the acting and the work that they were putting in was so enamoring for me that I just, I I couldn't take my eyes off it. I'm just like, this is But don't you think that like multiple like goats were sacrificed in the making of this movie i didn't for this that's how midsummer made me feel except for i felt like multiple people were sacrificed to make man it. i feel like that um, bird that he killed was really killed. oh my god he it wasn't it, it wasn't I don't know. It it, that's on the x-ray yeah it definitely wasn't it felt like when, it yeah when he kills that <laughs> seagull i was like first off seagulls are assholes like i don't seagulls feel are right. assholes. sky rats yeah they are sky rats they're the worst yeah but so yeah i mean we talked about like you almost can't even talk about specific plot points because it all is kind of samey. Like aside from you know the bigger moments where it's like okay, you know he drops Robert Pattinson and then the bird attacks him, you know, and there's like it's these small moments that add up to larger moments that add up to larger moments that then boil over into just insanity. Well, I mean, you can talk about the moments like Robert Pattinson whacking it and looking at a little wood worm wormaid, his little wormaid, <laughs> looking at his little mermaid and like diddling it, and then envisioning the really weird mermaid vagina, which was very strange. That was my you favorite laughed, part. You busted out laughing at that mermaid <laughs> vagina. <laughs> She was like dying. That was the only time she laughed in the whole movie or any expression aside from just like sheer just anger. She just like they showed that mermaid vagina and she was just like ah! I did love that. It was really funny. You I was know, just like That was sweet. I feel like the reason I actually spent so much time looking at all this x-ray stuff mm-hmm. is because it was more interesting than the actual movie. <laughs> because there's so many lulls. Like there it, there's like 10 minute scenes of rocks and rain and him walking a wheelbarrow like yeah the first word wasn't even spoken until 10 minutes into the movie really yeah it was that long it was maybe eight yeah but i mean a, like, a ways into it a good ways into the movie to where it's just cinematography it's yeah. beautifully done it was very well done even black and white like they just capture like there's yeah. just some great shots and i honestly for atmosphere. whatever reason i think probably because there's less things to distract me but i feel like there's more detail in black and white huh i don't know maybe it's yeah. just the way saying. my brain works but or it's, or yeah the, con- it, the contrast is yeah just showing it, you things and know? it might just be like how you focus on certain things when they do stand out you know right. and Especially whenever it comes to uh, like portraits, like yeah. whenever it's 
on their faces. Shot, yeah. Like it just seems like there's so much more detailed in black and white. Sorry, yeah, that's no. interesting. But what I was gonna say, um, the whole mermaid vagina, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. actually modeled that off of shark labia. So really. Now you know what a shark labia looks like. Fun fact. Yeesh. You're welcome. Yeah, it was an interesting thing to look at, that's for sure. It, it was strange. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, lo- I loved when he <laughs> saw her for the first time. And it, it's like, and you still don't really know at that point. Like, is he hallucinating? Did he see the mermaid? And I like how, like, he runs in, he's flipping his shit, and then he just doesn't tell him. And, like, it made me wonder at that point. It's like, okay, like... Maybe he is going insane. He knows he's snapping and he realizes if he tells him, he's let the cat out of the bag that like, I've lost my shit on the stupid Well, that's for island. sure what it was. Well, yes, and it he's, was. He's... But at that point, you don't know that. Like, at that they're, point, they're also it could be in, real. They're also in an ongoing pissing match where he's sure. this older man that's like, you do what I say. And he's this younger man like, I am capable of taking you out with my bare hands, you old man. Yeah. I'm here because I want to be. Yeah. And, and you're just constantly beating me into the ground and not taking me seriously. And Right. Yeah. So... Which, was that what you were going to say about that? Or I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I mean, that was pretty much it. So, I will say, so that's the other thing for me is, now this is a weird thing, and it's gonna, it gets a little personal, but basically, and I know that Sydney's grandmother listens to this to support us, so um, I'm... What up? To, but essentially... What's up, Granny? Yeah, what up, <laughs> Granny? But, so, I had felt so much relation to this film... Um, <gasps> oh. I, that I cannot even begin to explain how much I related to this film personally. Oh my god! Um, Willem Dafoe's character is exactly like Sydney's grandfather, and I mean exactly like him. Literally, even borderline looked like him just with a beard in this movie. And I experienced a very similar existence to Robert Pattinson in this film in my own life, and this is not even a joke. Like, I had to borderline live with him for weeks with him teaching me stuff, and he was teaching me a job, and it was, we were stuck in close quarters together for many days. And he's a veteran. And he's an old vet, and he's a crotchety old bastard, and just everything about it. I related to this movie on a level in which I did not expect, and it was very odd. How did I not think of that? Because we both said, like, he's like Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I related to this movie so much, and to so many things. Even the arguments they had, the things that they were saying, like the way that he was talking to Robert Pattinson, and Robert Pattinson would just say nothing. And I'm just like, this type of thing exists. Like, this type of thing happens. This dynamic. This dynamic happens. I've lived it. Like, oh. I have lived this movie aside from the slow slip into madness, which happened, and the mermaid vagina. which kind of did actually happen to me. I'm not going to lie. But like, yeah, so it just I related this movie in such a weird personal way that most people probably haven't, except for maybe people that have been in maybe the Marines or the Army or, or some sort of or some sort of apprenticeship with an older person. But this was I related. So and not a nurturing older person. Yes. Like no. a a. I'm manipulative, gonna, like, yeah. manipulative yeah. drill sergeant. Literally trying to make him feel like he oh, was yeah. crazy. He was like, "What? We've only been here two days, and you've been uh, yeah. drinking the whole time." Yeah, like, just fucking with his mind. Exactly, that- and it's like you know that Robert Pattinson didn't drink a drop until the last night, you right. know, and then they just start drinking 
endlessly, and yeah. then they start drinking the, f- the kerosene, freaking kerosene, yeah, that they were using for the lamp, mixing yeah. it with honey, yeah, and drinking it. Oof, God, that was. And then, man, th- there was so much that was just wild to me about this movie. But and, and there was a scene when, and I actually have gone back since watching the movie and watched the scene again with one of our friends, Kyle, um, because there's one thing about this movie also. That I should have said about who should and shouldn't see it, which is if you're into plays, you should watch this movie because this movie's a play. Mm-hmm. Like that's what this this movie could be done on the stage with maybe some sort of rotating stage to where it was basically two sets to where it's a um, one's you know the inside and one's inside yeah. one's yeah. outside yeah. internal external internal external and two people act out this play. I could imagine two celebrities that do like New York style plays, you know, on you know Broadway. Who could do it? Who? William Defoe. William Defoe. He'd probably be really and good And Robert Pattinson. Yeah. That's a good point. Man. Yeah. Actually, our friend Kyle named two really good ones today and I can't Oh, it was uh what's his face from Breaking Bad? Um Oh, Jesse? No. What Jesse? No, but I'm not talking about Jesse. I'm talking about the guy that plays Walt. Uh Brian uh, Cranston. Okay. Cuz Brian Cranston does a lot of Broadway. Good job. He was like Brian Cranston and um, Jake Gyllenhaal, like the two of them, okay. like doing this on Broadway. That. They both do Broadway. Like I could see the two of them doing this for like a couple weeks on Broadway, mm-hmm. and it would be awesome, mm-hmm. you know. But th- like it, it uh, well, and this movie's a play in a weird way because I grew up on plays, yeah, and I always had a like Granny and I used to go yeah. like all summer long to yeah. everything at Blumenthal, yeah. And if I had seen this in a in that context you would have thought about it totally differently i think i would have loved it yeah you probably would have yeah it would have been better as a play yeah yeah Yeah. weird yeah so this is another example of just like listening to you guys talk about this i still hate this movie because i know how it made me feel and (laughs) i would never ever want to feel that way again yeah but like i do appreciate that like there are other perspectives on it yeah um yeah well and you know that i'm pretty sensitive to like very dark well, uh, yeah so evil feeling things and i don't know this one just didn't do it to me because i could tell the story unlike midsummer like I-, I could feel the motivations behind this and it felt realistic like it felt real to me it felt lived in it felt like an experience that people could and would have and and it didn't feel like it didn't feel like the creator was actually trying to make me feel the way that you felt. So Versus like Midsummer, it made me feel like that the director wanted me to wallow in like okay, my, well, I want to ask in the depravity of it. I want to ask a question then. So I had no expectations. Sure. Which is a lot to do with where I come yeah, from with this. Yeah. So what were yours? I actually didn't think I was going to like this. Part of why I wanted to review it was because I thought it was going to be this pretentious art house film that all the critics liked and none of us were going to like it. Honestly. That's why I wanted to review it. Because I was like, do you hate me? Because you know I would not. You wouldn't pick this. No, I yeah. would never pick I this. I honestly just thought that we were going to watch this pretentious thing that a lot of critics liked. And I would. We were going to like. 100% I would go see a live performance of this anytime. Because yeah. I love I love the theater. But sure. this, I would never have chosen to watch this on screen. Sure. And, I mean, and that's what this was. And I actually loved the little bits of like sci-fi that they threw in there with the tentacles and stuff. Oh, I wanted like, more of Will and with that coral growing out of his forehead, man, I know, that yeah. was amazing. I actually, part of me did really want for this to go full like horror. I wanted it to go full Lovecraft, as yeah, you put full it. Lovecraft. Uh, yeah, I wanted it to do that. Yeah. I, I did, 
but that's what it, I was looking forward to. Yeah, but me then too. it just me too. turned it out did. that it was just insanity. Insanity. Yeah. Which is also kind of Lovecraft sense. though. Like some stories of Lovecraft literally were just about insanity, but sometimes it was insanity with crazy stuff going on at the same time. It just right. depended on what the story was, but so I, I mean, I, and I wasn't I didn't finish this disappointed. I thought I was going to, and even though it was ended with Robert Pattinson having his guts eaten out by seagulls, hmm. like I was—that's what did it for me. That's why I was like, okay. He was his own head. Yeah, the head that he pulled up. Oh, I it was his. Was, head? I think that was his because his eye was messed up really? in the bucket as well as I would have to go back and look at those two scenes. I didn't catch that because he was saying that he he found the head of yeah the, the old person, person that he killed. But I think it was just the psychosis. So do you think thing. that Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. actually killed someone out there? Do you think? It, it kind of seems that way just because he was like, oh, you're trying to take it just like my last, the last person. Yeah, well, and he was clearly trying to destroy Robert Pattinson. Well, like, okay, well, can we talk really quickly about what was in the light? No, but nothing. Nothing. Yeah. nothing. Well, then why did that like whole psychedelic thing happen? Because he was just like, well, uh, half of his arm had been chopped off at that point. But like the whole point was that it was like mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. this rush, this addicted thing that like Willem Dafoe was addicted to. And he made it this prize throughout the whole month. Right. He made it this special thing for Robert Pattinson to think that he was missing out on. And it was just the warmth of this bright light and this special thing. Like yeah. uh, for me, actually, when it ended, I was speculating that the light might have not even been on at that point. It might have not even been functioning mm-hmm. because they weren't maintaining it they weren't taking care of anything the whole place was destroyed like there's a chance that he went up there and there was no light on at all and they were drinking all the fuel yeah they were drinking all the fuel That's like fair. like it didn't and like the light wouldn't have just turned to him and opened so it's like he was probably just snapped like at that fully at that point and was just like hallucinating but i don't think that there was anything in it it was just no it was just him being crazy and he fell down and jacked himself up and then got Naked and eaten by sea wolves, apparently. Sea wolves. Sea wolves. Sea wolves. Yeah, you that's don't know about terrifying. sea wolves. That sounds pretty awesome. I'm never going in the ocean. I want to see a sea wolf. That's, a, that's like a shark, you know. Oh, okay. Did you just make up sea wolves and then try to play it off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a <laughs> Freudian. Yeah. It was a Freudian sure. slip. Um, yeah, seagulls. But yeah, so it's this thing, man, I, I just, I liked it so much more than I thought I was going to. I was really not expecting all that. I had zero expectations for it. So it was. Yeah. It was kind of blot. I mean, it was, it was, again, I will say it's very well done. Yeah. Artistically, dialogue, acting, all that was great. Yeah. But just like the story was just kind of lackluster for me. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. they did a good job of telling the story now, for I, sure. It's like there's part of me that like wants to see this movie that they created. And then I also want to see one where it goes full Lovecraft, where it goes all out there and there was actually something really happening. Right. And there was more to it. And that there is this crazy other, their mermaids are real and they're actually like, you know, traumatizing them and, and torturing them. And they're these sirens. And like, yeah. I want to see that other movie too. You know, right. I want to see them both like this small play, like interpretation, this very simple thing that was created. And then I'd want to see this other version. I wish there could be two almost. I don't. Point. <laughs> wish there could be negative one of it. Yeah. I wish there could be opposite just, of that. A non-existence. <laughs> oh God! And the part. Well, there were like two. There were. I laughed actually a lot in this movie. Like I laughed a lot. Yeah. I thought that there was so much funny stuff. I was, 
a lot of it was the farts. The farts were very funny. Oh my god! Because he's that just like right. peeing in his bucket, and he just like that's his first. <gasps> what fart. about the enormous the turds? giant turds, dude? They were like, did you look at the turds? There were Chris? those turds were huge. We were I was talking like, about I was like, what are we supposed to be taking from these huge turds? <laughs> like, is there a hidden message that in these also, enormous turds? When he threw the shit in his old oh, face, yeah. I was <laughs> dying. Like I could not stop laughing when he threw that bucket of shit and it flew in his face. It's funny <laughs> now, like, but at the time, I was just like. Ugh. I was okay. I was cackling like I, I was laughing. I did not hard. laugh. But like no, when they show the bucket, there's like there's like arm sized turds mm-hmm. in there, like, like some forearm, big ones. Forearm size, yeah, forearm size, not, not lengthwise, just girth. Yeah, the like, girth. That's what I was like. Have some <laughs> some gaping holes after these big old giant <laughs> turds that they're pushing out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh gracious! Some highbrow stuff. Yeah, that right? is. I cannot recommend this to anyone. <laughs> I can. Yeah, but, I actually recommended I it know. to our friend Kyle. We were talking about because I was like, "You are a thespian, oh, and God. I feel like you would appreciate this acting." And I, I guess, even oh no, he would definitely. I appreciate the acting. Yeah, he would well, definitely. I actually, that. well, he he's been doing these monologues that he's been posting online. And I was like, "You should do." Because, you know, during the whole COVID thing, he's not getting to act and do auditions and stuff. And so he's doing monologues. And I was like, you should do this monologue of this scene in the movie. Which one? So there's one where I was thinking about it intently. I was like, honestly, if he did the monologue, I don't want to do it with him and just play Robert Pattinson because I want to act out the scene so bad. What because scene it was so good. It's do you the scene feel this way about? They're both upstairs and they're sitting there. They're, it's the, I think it's the first night or one of the first nights they get very, very drunk. And they're standing there and they're talking about food. And oh. Robert Pattinson's like, all I want is a steak. <laughs> Whatever, but he's not in that accent. I don't know what that was like, accent, Irish or something. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, uh, he basically is just like, and if I, if I had a steak, I'd fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, Willem Dafoe just like looks so offended. He's like, you don't like my cooking. Yeah. And, or he's like, he's yeah. like, he's oh like, he's like, you don't like my lobster. About. He's like, just admit it. You, you like my lobster. Yeah. And, and that, like, that's, that reminded me of, of my uh, grandpa. Yes, it did too. Me because, too. Yeah. He was because, obsessed with cooking lobsters. He's from Maine. Like there was so much about this that reminded me Well, but me also of, just like something that is his creation. Yes. Yes. He like, wants you to love you it. You better freaking like it. Yeah. And I made it. William Defoe went into like this long tirade of just like fucking that was like literal, it, like old school curse. He yes, went into like, a curse. He went literally he cursed cursing him. this person. He actually cursed him, yes. and he's like, "The tridents and the gods above are gonna." And so that's what swelling I swelling up with hatred. Yeah, so that's They'll what each other. It, it was brilliant. Like I, I, I loved it, and it went on. So it did. Long. It went on so I was long. Like, Mm-hmm. It was a monologue, and this it did it. It didn't hardly cut. Like he just went out and and then at the very end, Robert Pattinson just sitting there, and he was like, "All right." I uh, he's like I, calm I down. like I like your lobster. Yeah, <laughs> like you well, know. he says he says have it your way. Yeah, he's like have it your way. I I like your lobster or something like, and, and that's basically it. Like, but that's what I told our friend Kyle that he should do the monologue about. Yeah, okay. Because it'd be per- that'd be a perfect monologue to post online. Like, it's just so good, and you can act your ass off. Like Willem Dafoe looks like a freaking insane person just screaming at the top of his lungs. He also has like bottom teeth that look like top teeth. And that really bothers yeah, those me. Those weren't his real teeth. He he. No, I, I don't know about that because Willem Dafoe looks insane. He he, he, he looks X-ray. like a yeah, yeah. he looks like a different. Oh, it's, it's in the X-ray. Yeah, Is they it? said that his jacked up teeth weren't his. Okay. Oh really? Well, but Willem Dafoe also just looks like a. Oh, he's a psychopath. Psychopath. Yeah. But Robert Pattinson had actor. fake tooth. Or yeah. fake teeth, didn't he as well? 
I yeah. don't know. They didn't mention it, but probably. there was one scene where it looked like they didn't look like his teeth. I remembered looking like something seemed a little different, but maybe not. But you know who could have easily teeth. done take done that role which actually, um, which is weird because they're Robert they Pattinson are com- Robert Pattinson's role because they are competitors. But um, Daniel Radcliffe, he could have done that. Oh. Just as well, and he's he, he has could have done a very he good job has there. done a similar he has role a lot of range. in the <laughs> what is that movie where he's a Swiss dead Army body? Where he's fought in Swiss, Swiss Army, Army, Army Man. Man. I can yeah. see I can literally see him in that frame of mind playing yeah. this character. Oh, I, he's got a lot of range too. But I, I, this movie also assisted in making me very excited about Robert Pattinson being Batman. Like I'm just like I want to see this dude do more work. Like which and apparently he's been just killing these indies one after another of very good movies pattinson yes he's apparently has a huge back catalog of very good indie movies i'm right always now. team harry over cedric so yeah. harry over cedric harry potter. oh yeah harry potter he's, over oh. cedric diggory he was cedric Who's cedric diggory robert pattinson. robert pattinson and harry potter he was in the harry potter movies oh, he wasn't just in twilight that's he was, right he was like a direct competitor of harry yeah. he was harry's he was in like one scene right where they're in a maze he, yeah he died, that's actually right? you got it yeah yeah it's that's not one just of one the three scene. movies it, i've seen of harry yeah, potter that's, <laughs> it's the whole movie but what that's the reason i can one. the reason i even compare them is because they still do they're they are currently going after the same Similar roles. roles and stuff yes uh, i think robert pattinson getting a lot more roles than um than but i think harry i think Radcliffe has more Radcliffe, visibility yeah. though yeah. I feel like I've seen a lot more of his what off range. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of I indies too. They both been, they both have yeah. They both have, but I think Pattinson's been getting a lot of bigger roles. I mean, he's going to be Batman, and he's going to be Batman. He's also going to be uh, in that movie we've been talking about, the Christopher Nolan's next one that we're excited about, uh, Tenant. Oh, he's yeah, the yeah. other leading Tenant. Yeah. So I don't know. He's got a lot of it coming up. I, I just yeah. thought this thing. No, was, he did great. Yeah, he he just acted his ass off. But and and the other thing when he's just like he's finally just like snapped and he's like, "What I can't stand is your fucking farts," <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "It's the farts," and like that. Just like I was dying. Like it's just so good. Like it's just uh, so fun. I was feeling the same way. Yeah, at that moment in time, yeah, you're just like, if I hear another fart mm-hmm. or see another forearm sized turd mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what? I'm that guy. Yeah. Another part of the x-ray that they were saying was that yeah. they actually had... Um, I didn't know that the x-rays had this much information. I'm going to have to look into it Oh, it's a shit ton. There's yeah, like that's really cool. 20 different like... And it's just text? Snippets. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and they just go through like scene by scene. And you can... Wow. like If you click on it, it'll just list everything. So you that's don't have so to like look cool. at it while you're watching the movie. You can just go through it afterwards. Afterwards. Which is what I did. Okay. Um, so it wasn't while you were watching it? No. No, oh. no, I just looked at it. Afterwards. You were just interested. So like, and went back and saw. I wanted to be interested in something. <laughs> this is what I was just interested. In. No, this is good. I'm glad you bring um, this to it. No, so they were actually going to have um, Pattinson like actually jacking off. Oh, like really? they took out. They had Real to take life. out all of the full frontal male nudity, really? erect penises. It even says like erect penises in there really? as well. Yeah, so to avoid the NC-17 rating, obviously. Really? Yeah. So Robert Pattinson so was just like, you they can film filmed it. My Why didn't they just go for me it? Jerking it? There was some stipulation. I can't remember why they allowed him to do one thing if they took out the full frontal nudity. It was I couldn't remember huh. what. There was some stipulation the studio had that was like. Will let you do this if you get rid of the jacking off, hmm. like the actual like yeah watching someone jack off, not just the implications. Yeah, which you think about like some <laughs> of the crazy stuff they show in film. It's just kind of like 
you know, yeah. I don't know. It's almost surprising. Right. But, but, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. we don't necessarily need to see that, but... And also, um, Defoe actually stayed, like, again, method actor. He oh, stayed yeah. in a hut in the village because they filmed it up in Nova Scotia. Yeah, we did see that. Um, yeah, we because they talk about that. There's a thing, I don't know if you saw it, at the end of the movie, it said that some of the dialogue and things that were said in the movie were actually taken directly from, I guess, like, these... What do they call them? Wicks? Wiki? Wicks? Wicks, yeah. Um, actual, they had taken actual logs and writings from real life Wicks and used some of the stuff that were in their dialogues or in, in their in their diaries diaries and in their journals or whatever you want to call <laughs> them and, and put that in the movie. I, I'm wondering if cool. some of that was some of um, Willem Dafoe's like tirades that he was going on just yeah. losing his shit. Oh, yeah. But saying all the weird stuff he was saying so yeah but apparently they did that as well there's some really cool tidbits about this yeah, movie i mean they it, it was extremely well done like yeah. the amount of work that they put into it yeah. was is impressive yeah and it's not surprising that willem dafoe method acted this he he he's a perfect casting because that dude creeps me out in really yeah he weirds well, me out man i mm-hmm. well and i've seen so he also did i only saw a couple seconds of it he he did a movie called um, The Antichrist, or Antichrist was the name of the movie. And he did it a couple years, well, it's been years since he made it, but we watched, I don't even know, Sydney probably blacked it out, but we watched a couple <laughs> minutes of it, or maybe I watched it by myself. It sounds familiar. It was so unsettling, and it's actually the same director. It's like some whacked out French indie director that did that movie with Shia LaBeouf that was called... Uh, uh, horns no oh, no that's no that was that's you're getting around cliff mix up it was um uh nymphomaniac it's that oh same yeah director. Shia. yeah yeah Shia was in that Just but it's the same director as yeah as as nymphomaniac but it was this movie called antichrist okay. i literally watched and it had willem dafoe and he just seemed so evil in it like that was when my tone changed on him of yeah. just like i was instantly creeped out i mean he's just that good of an actor he is like yeah, that's not surprising. No, it's not. He's just what he's capable of is kind of next level. And I think about the thing, honestly, growing up and whatever that captured me the most about him and seeing what how good he was is what a great, awesome Green Goblin he was. Remember him being Green Goblin? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Boondock Saints. Well, Boondock like, Saints is a very good one Boondock too. Saints. Yeah. Oh, he's so good in that movie. But Man, yeah, Green Goblin. He was good. He was. Green he was just willing him being insane and like yeah. losing his mind and right. slipping into just madness. He did it in that movie as well. And so that was really like most of my childhood experience with yeah, him. He's good at playing a crazy person. He is. Yeah. Which is, makes me wonder: is he a little crazy? But. You know, I'm sure. I feel like is. you have to be have a little be. bit crazy in order to be a method actor. Yeah, well, clearly a lot of the method actors have showed that it, it turns out that it, it's not too great on their mental states oh, yeah. to, to get into those roles when you're you're like Jared Leto and you're like sending people used condoms and stuff and doing real weird stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. So, I mean, I think we've talked about this thing long enough. It's, it's you know. There's not a whole lot of substance, I guess, yeah. technically. But yeah. it, it is what it is. You're either going to like this thing or you're not, I think. like, Or maybe yeah, appreciate it. I mean, I'm middle it. of the road. Yeah, like, I guess I middle there is that you it appreciate just, it. It wasn't entertaining. Yeah. Well, I think like, what it comes down to is probably like what you said about like having some sort of emotional connection or like resonance with it. Yeah. Like if there's a thing in this dynamic that sticks out to you as like something you relate to. Yeah. 
then you're going to latch on to every nuance because it is extremely full of nuance. Sure. Um, and if you don't, you're just going to be like held hostage. And <laughs> in my phrasing, and that, I said, that is an awful place to be. You don't want to be held hostage during a movie. That's all. That's like the no, worst and, feeling. And that's how I felt. And I, I, I literally said I felt excruciated, which isn't. <laughs> a word or a thing <laughs> but that is how i felt i felt excruciated i don't blame you nice i don't blame you but um, i don't blame anyone uh for for enjoying it. for enjoying it either yeah no no i don't sure. I, I just particularly did not yeah yeah no i get and that. have been very dramatic about it yeah just a little bit yeah started off strong so <laughs> at this point do you guys want to go ahead we've talked about this thing pretty fully do you guys want to go ahead and check out the rotten tomato scores and yeah see what i'm thought? so interested yeah. like this I one's actually like right. one that i yeah. really care about the scores okay yeah, so it. let's see go. do you guys want to turn the screen so you can see mm. sure have you already looked no no i haven't looked mm. I, I, <laughs> I, have there. I got it right here so let's pull this thing up and we have it's loading oh i hit it <gasps> on the oh wait i said 93 no christopher said, said 90 hit it on the no, you, said, you 90. said 90 i said 83 sydney I hit it dead freaking on knew it so critics and critics i'm surprised that 90 percent yep critics are at 90 percent by 354 people which is a lot of critics almost actually. 2,000 people have seen this movie and 2,000 seven, general public and it's general got public. 72 yeah. the and score seven, is 72 and 72 percent of 2,000 regular ass people like this movie yep. i was i was two away by the way enough be to known. actually vote on a a, yeah, a site. Yeah, like like to go out to of their go out way. Of the way to vote on this. Right. Wow. Yeah, I'm in the minority for sure. Yeah, I am as well. Yeah, yeah. I said I told 50 because it's a decisive. It's a divisive device film. Yeah. It is. It is. But I think a lot of people, even your general public, I feel like are gonna appreciate it for being able to see what's being done. I wonder how many people feel pressured into liking it. So that yeah, yeah. Be- that mm. could be a thing as well. Yeah. No, I mean. You know, yeah, because I mean, this is a certified fresh movie, you know. And they see that and <laughs> certified fresh. Yeah, that's what they call it. Look, it even says it on there. That's what Rotten it's Tomatoes calls it. Turn, baby, Gator boots <laughs> and the pimped out Gucci suit. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, I was pretty much spot on as far as how I thought this thing was going to play out. As far you as nineties and I said ninety three and seventy, so I was I was two away. You're close. You're five away or three away and two away. So between the two, um, which is what I, th- I thought the general public would be in the 70s. And I was, it was. close so to 30. <laughs> it's going to be hard to so find. So you are Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. You no, are I just know what the they think. enemy. He knows how they think. <laughs> I know. I've embedded myself within those monsters. You got their brain. Yeah. <laughs> so, Big old dinosaur brains. <laughs> I want to see what a, a, a like favored critic that has a splat, that gave this Can you find Jackie K? Oh my God! The guy from like, last week. Like, can you week, search? Can we find Chris Jackie? Chris, since Chris is a monster and didn't listen to last week yet, there's this old man that mm. reviews movies and he's great. Nice. We found him last week. Hey. No, so so Sandra Hall from the Sydney Morning Herald. She's a top critic, um, and she says American writer director Robert Eggers or Eggers. That is Eggers, Eggers, sir. It's definitely Eggers. Mm-hmm. There's no D. Mm-mm. No D. Unless you're saying GG is. I was saying GG. Like, so you say Edge? Yeah. You're gonna cook some edges. I, I do cook edges. <laughs> all okay. The time. Cool. You want some? You yeah, want to come over tomorrow morning? I'll make to you some, edges. some edges. Yeah, good. Chickens. They, which one came first? The chicken <laughs> or the, or the edge? <laughs> the edge did. 
When I smashed it on the edge of the counter. <laughs> the egg of the counter. Did you actually the say egg the egg, egg of the counter? Oh my god. You're welcome. All right, I bow to you. <laughs> so it says American writer, director Robert Eggers excels at transporting you into the past and putting you under the skin of those you meet there, persuading you to be glad that. Y- that you came is another matter is another matter a hundred percent uh sandra hall so sandra's just basically saying like i didn't want to be there but you did what you set out to do yes which and and don't i say that a lot like did this movie do what it set out to do yes so would i like rate like when you ask me like what i rate a movie like personally i have to ask you what the rubric is because if i'm rating it on did this movie do what it set out to do like number one was i able to identify what it was trying to do if I can't even identify what a movie's trying to do, then it's automatically just going to rate lower for me. Zero. But if I can figure out what it's trying to do and then determine has it done that, that's a whole different thing than whether I actually wanted to bear witness to the sure. thing. <laughs> like, yeah. So, Sandra Hall, yeah. So, I looked another critic. I wanted to see another splat from a critic. Another one. Uh, this David Mad Dog Bradley Mad Dog uh, said, "This is still at times pretty damn scary, but the uncanny mood keeps being dissipated by undeniable silliness and a certain fishy pretension." So that also I can get behind that. That makes yeah. sense. It's, I mean, because it is a bit pretentious, but like it's but okay. it's good acting. It is. Like, it's, that's why there's that. Mm-hmm. combination of yeah. serious psychosis with sure. silly goofiness because yeah. they're drunk off their asses the whole time exactly yeah and it works i mean it worked for me but i mean I understand but it was it. just so like i think the whole time i just felt like who like what victimization is about to take place because <laughs> watching like the, the way that the tone was and like when robert pattinson got into that state of vulnerability of being whether he was drunk or not, but he was spilling drunk, his beans, spilling his beans, <laughs> or just drunk on the like, um, what would you call it? Like the the stage that um, Tom had set. Yeah. Like, like it's just like a what a contact high or whatever. Yeah. Like, or people that are just around people that are in a certain mind frame. Like, you kind of get sucked into that, and so there was just this tone of like, what terrible thing is going to happen as a result of, um, what what did he say his name was Winslow? Yeah. As a result of Winslow being like kind of sucked into this tornado of just depraved isolation. It just, was just uncomfortable. Like it just, just felt endless stale farts, mm-hmm. stale farts, and just like what type of like victimization is about to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we kind of. Sorry, I'm just gonna continue. Yeah, you're ranting. gonna keep going. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. If you let me, then yeah, I'm no, gonna... we're not gonna let you. <laughs> yeah. You've been cut, cut off. off. <laughs> that's right, Chris. Chris knows what's up. So yeah, but that's where we're at with this thing. I think we kind of have a good idea where this sits, and not really surprised about the outcome as far as the critics or. I guess maybe a little bit about the general public. A for little sure. bit surprised about that. But yeah. for you guys at least. But I, I, I kinda thought we might be surprised. But like Chris said, some of it might come from peer pressure. So Well mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. I, 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 <laughs> and it kinda comes down to the the type of people who would actually rate something, a movie yeah. on a website. Sure. I feel like a person that would do that, I feel like, yeah, the majority of those type those of people, type of people are going to like this. To generalize a group of people. No, I mean, it Obviously, makes sense. it's not all of them, but I mean, like, 
I but, feel like it but, would lean more towards people who care about movies enough to do that. Maybe, but I'll say, I will say in defense of those type of people, I've seen movies that are considered more of these pretentious art house films mm-hmm. that do have these high tomato scores that then you might go in and it might have like a 20 right. you know by general public so or the sure. audience so it's fair it can well you there's know, probably some consistency flow. among general audience members that rate on rotten tomatoes like there may be people like us who mm-hmm. every single time they do even it. though we're not like acclaimed critics or sure. like a you know, credentialed critics. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Credentialed critics. We are. We're still going to like... 11 episodes deep. <laughs> 11. We 11. actually... Why are we not contributing? It takes two years and one review every week to be an actual official critic on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's mm. not even a top critic. That is just a critic. Wouldn't that like be an audience of... critic? No. A, 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 like a official actual critic. Oh, well, I was saying like an, as an audience number. member. No, we could do that now if we wanted to. Well, we probably should, even though we... Yeah. We're trying to... We're trying to say them. fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. yeah that's Feels true. like we'd be spitting in our... Or in Pattinson's... Yeah, Pattinson's... <laughs> so we'd be shitting in our own faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so... <laughs> we're we're, we're descending into and madness at this cut. point. <laughs> so... Uh, at this point, actually what we do is we send you guys off on a good note, which is we send you off with our music recommendations, which we call our send-off songs. So have you guys picked out send-off songs? Are you ready to give everyone one? I've got one I can find. You do? Well, I've got one right here. I'll go ahead and give it. You do it. So my song this week is by Jack Harlow, and it's called What's Poppin'? What's Poppin'? (laughs) Yeah. That is right. Love this song's it. great. If Chris actually used his Instagram, I mean, yes, he does use his Instagram. All the time. That we're going to give you later, and he would have seen it, but I did a nice little dance montage to what's popping oh on the Critically Aroused page. So, Jeez. just that's where you'll know it from if you've heard Dancing it. Dancing for money already? I am. i got to get these likes somehow. Rough times. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Sid, what Tyler Childers song are you going to give us? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a uh, that's a good question, Blaine. Yeah, because they're all perfect. They're all perfect. Okay. Um, but yeah, I am gonna do a Tyler Childers song because um he is perfect. Okay. And it's gonna be Born Again, which okay. is off of the Purgatory album from 2017. And he is he's just so good. He is. There, what what is that? So there's this genre of music that's that's kind of like oh, emerged, yeah. which is called indigo, yeah. and I think that's a that, that's a Spotify sort of original genre. Yeah. By them putting this new type it's, of country in, like because Tyler Childers is country, but he's like he's not modern. You're not gonna find him on country radio. You're not gonna find him on country radio, and he's it's like almost more of like he's southern. like a cult. He's like a cultist country. Yeah, so yeah. he's in. He literally into weird stuff. is into weird stuff. Like it's kind of like what's his face that had the Netflix show. Yeah, or, like Sturgill uh, Simpson Simpsons falls in that category. In category. Mm-hmm. Categories. <laughs> I mean, I can see that Pictionary in my mind yeah. right now. It's not bluegrass. It's not. It, it's just like a southern inspired it, it what i think it is is a result of people literally like me and you who are mm-hmm. raised in the south who have this very very like deep connection to the south but don't want to make legit country music but don't want to make dumb. legit country music that's dumb yeah so it's this weird amalgamation of like it's like the southern um uh, embracing your su- it's, it's southern embraced music 
but it's like a new creation. But it's peppered with like other all genres kinds and... of other well things. Well, that's that like are... Sergil kind of leans more towards like almost some like modern Southern rock and or maybe not modern but previous Southern rock and but also folk and and Childers is kind of the same way, but well, he's Ty- softer. Tyler's more into the occult. Yeah, like he's his, into weird stuff. He's into like yeah, like he's like some of his like people that he like kind of runs with are into like occult. Weirdness. actual practices and like occult art and things like that yeah um so, so maybe you'll be letting the devil in with a little bit of tyler up in here i mean it's just kind of neat I mean, <laughs> but kidding. honestly it doesn't come out in his music at all it doesn't really it, it actually doesn't and, and lyrically it doesn't but it does it just shows you that there is a different type of person who is creating this type of music sure what so. do you have chris that actually just to piggyback on that there's a, yeah. there is like a whole genre that's in what i would call it. indigo is it's a good word for it, but yeah. it just seems like it's like hipster country. Yeah, yeah. Like there are these like fully face tatted up people singing <laughs> country music. Yeah. Um, and there's a few different people that I listen to on that. But um, what randomly, I'm going to choose is uh, by Santino, Lesaint, and Mariah, and it's called Maria. Don't call me. Hmm. Interesting. Who was that again? Uh, Santino, the Saint, okay, and Mariah. What? And Mariah. And There's two like different a, people. Oh, and ampersand. Okay, Mariah. You're like this is a lot of words for a name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like a collab. Huh. So Mariah. Oh, Maria, don't call me. And it's Maria, don't call me. It's the name of the song. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I have not heard of that at all. Yeah. So, all right. So, those are some three good ones that we're going to send you off with this week. And actually, I guess I should tell everyone what's going on next week. So, next week, we it's going to be an interesting one. Right now, it's looking like we might actually do a double feature. I do not know entirely who's going to be on this podcast. Uh, it depends on if Matt's ready to come back yet and uh, what we've got going on with all this crazy COVID stuff or if we'll just have Chris come back. Um, but also, one of the big things is that we are going to have a special guest, which is our friend Kyle Gazak, who has we've mentioned a couple times on this episode previously. And he is actually an actor who's um, in the area. We've grown up with him and everything, and he's got a real insight into the industry, and he's going to kind of give us a breakdown of what's been going on, what he's been seeing from the inside of what's been going on with everything and the people that he knows that are currently working in the industry and what he's seen. And like I said, he's not getting auditions or anything else. And so he'll get to talk about a little bit of what's been going on with the whole acting industry at large as well. But, and the movies that we are going to be talking about. So I've added them. So right now, unless we decide and totally change our mind, it'll depend on who else is going to be on this podcast. Like if Chris wants to watch both these, but we're talking about making it a double feature and doing a double sea aquatic ocean themed double feature all right water world and <laughs> that would be cool no so right now the plan is to do sea fever which is a new movie that just came out like last week it's come out because of covid and everything it didn't get theater released didn't get anything and what it's about is the description is the crew of of a west of ireland traveler sorry this print is very tiny 
I want the, zero expectation. The crew of a West of Ireland trawler marooned at sea struggle for their lives against the growing parasite in their water supply. So. Dope. Yeah, people marooned at sea. And Dope. the other one, no, I won't tell you anything about it, Chris, but so the other movie is called Underwater. And this one's the bigger of these. And it actually came out a couple weeks ago. Or, well, a little bit. Right before the COVID stuff. And it's got Kristen Stewart, Vincent uh, Castle, uh, yep, TJ Miller, John Gallagher Jr. Actually, so two of these people in this movie are actually on the current season of Westworld. Um, And Jessica Henwick, who was in Netflix's Iron Fist. Um, So this movie looked really interesting, and I wanted to see it. And so these are two ocean-themed movies. I figured we could do a double feature. Maybe me, you, and Kyle end up watching them together. The other thing is the reason that Kyle can do the podcast with us through all this COVID stuff is that he works with me every day. So I'm in close quarters with him with us being quote-unquote essential. Everyone's essential. We all love you. And... And so we're in close quarters and all that fun stuff. So we're in contact all the time anyway. So it makes no difference. So anyways, we're going to probably be doing those two movies and it'll be really interesting and fun. And I friggin' love water movies and, <laughs> and like sea creature movies like sphere and oh, some of the others. I'll think of some yeah, of the others. Does. Yeah. This I, is I just, Leo. I've been begging for this more water consistent, monster. It is. Um, theme. Deep need of yours. Yes, sea monsters. Because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. secretly very terrified of sea monsters. Like, if I find out that actual sea monsters are real, I'll probably just have they a heart attack and die. No, they're not. <laughs> Only in the movies. <laughs> okay. so. No, for literally 10 years, he's been like, I've like asked him, like, what would be the perfect movie? And I mean, before I can even like, what would be the perfect mood? And he's like, "Sea monsters." He's <laughs> like, it's like a six-year-old. Yeah, sea monsters. I do. I freaking. You're basically love just them. Matt. You and Matt are the same. We kind of are, just except for quit I trying just, to pretend you're not. I'm just a high-class Matt. Okay, <laughs> listen, I just got higher levels of taste. Obviously, he but, likes yeah. the lighthouse. So. Yeah, I do. I, I'm curious. I think Matt would. Matt's gonna like the lighthouse. Matt's going to like I it. I think he probably would. Matt's going to like it. He liked Midsummer, and that was a giant heaping pile it's of shit. It's not even about so. that. He, Matt's not even bad. Matt is just artistic. Like, he's going to like... Like, he's married to Zena. Yeah. He's going to like the artsy part of it. it but yeah. there's also and artsy stuff that he really doesn't it's like. It's artsy, darksy, fartsy. He'll like it. He's going to like the farts. farts. <laughs> that was like what farts. I was going to say if he likes oh this God. movie. It's That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Cool. Well, guys... Uh, thanks so much for listening to us and we've really enjoyed this one it's been a lot of fun we got to do special thanks real quick so special thanks as usual to david troutman for doctoring this thing up after we send it to him also to his wife my little sister aubrey andrews who did our graphics and our effects aubrey troutman that's what i said you said andrews oh she that's also her name (laughs) andrews troutman she has a new name no legally it's not her name anymore she doesn't claim it she doesn't claim it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding we love the traumas but yeah so thanks to both of them Aubrey for creating our logo as well it's super rad and we'll put a link to all her stuff if you want her to maybe do some uh, work on the side because she also does stuff like that as well contract work for people so and then also thanks to Ketsa Music for doing our intro and outro songs because they're awesome you can go to Ketsa Music at K-E-T-S-A music dot com and uh yeah that's gonna be it but anyways everybody we love you thanks so much for checking us out and for listening this has been awesome thanks a bunch